everyone. Welcome to the 33rd episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast. From everyone at Epilogue, we hope you enjoyed your week. My name is Ben Balmer, and this week, as always, I'm joined by Marcos Carmona and Dakota Trammell. And this week, we're also joined by Blake Guthrie um, for the special video game award episodes. Um, so welcome, Blake. Yeah, I kind of wedged my way in here. Thanks for having me. You did. It, for a little bit, it looked like we were just going to have Dakota and I, and then it became me, Dakota, and Blake, and then Marcos was able to join. So now we have a party. We have four. Yeah. Yeah. So plus this, Craig. Plus Craig, our, our recording bot. So oh and Link. So and that makes Link. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> um not to bark. So, so good. This week's episode is gonna be a little special. We're not gonna talk about a specific concept or video game concept. We're gonna um do some predictions on the game awards. And we'll also talk about some rumors that we've heard um, before we get going on all of that. So first and foremost, I figured we could break things in with a trivia question. I didn't ignore the trivia question. This one is from me. Nobody submitted this. I, I went and uh, concocted this one on my own. So we'll start with Marcos, who is actually still in a tie with it. You know what? Dakota gets to go first. No, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Like, yeah, she never gets to go first. <laughs> Literally, this is sexism at its finest. I've never gotten to go first ever because I'm always losing. <laughs> it's just like the, the system that we live in. So this week, you're going to get to go first. The tides are changing. So which of the following... Well, first and foremost, I need to contextualize this a little bit. Oh, boy. You may notice that the, the Game Awards are called the Game Awards, not the Video Game Awards. A lot of people still call them the VGAs. They are not... The VGAs. This is because a few years ago, Jeff Keighley broke away from Spike Television in order to create his own show. So it's very important to know that the two things are different. This is the Game Awards. This year, it's going to be the Game Awards. Uh, up until I think about 2014, it was the Video Game Awards. So which of the following did not serve as a host for the Video Game Awards on Spike. Now, keep in mind, Jeff Keighley has served as host since for the Game Awards, but this is for the Video Game Awards that were televised on Spike. Was it A, Jack Black? Was it B, Samuel Jackson? Was it C, Neil Patrick Harris? Was it D, Snoop Dogg? Or was it E, Tony Hawk? Now, keep in mind, this is who did not serve as podcast host, four out of the five of these have served. As, excuse me, the game, the video game award uh, hosts on Spike. So four out of five have served as host, Dakota. So which one did not? Um. Ooh, I'm torn between Samuel L. Jackson and Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. On one hand, video games don't seem like a Neil Patrick Harris thing, but he literally hosts everything. That's what I was going to say. He, he does the Tony Awards. He does He does Oscars, everything. Glo Golden Globes. Yeah, he's on everything. But Samuel L. Jackson seems like a video games man, but like, have you ever seen him host anything? I don't this know. This just sounds weird to think of him hosting something. Hmm. So I'm going to, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Neil Patrick Harris. He's too good for video games. He's got the Oscars wow. and musicals or whatever. Too good. Wow. Okay. Uh, Marcos, you go next. I'm going to give it uh, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. All right. Blake. I'm going to go with Snoop Dogg. I don't, I don't feel like that Snoop fits. Dogg was literally 
partnered with Spyro, uh, uh, Spyro's I'm, uncle. Yeah. I have no idea. So at least I'm not <laughs> voting for you this time. So Marcos is right, and he regains his lead. Uh, Tony Hawk, the one person you'd think would be associated with video games here, right? Although Jack Black did create, uh, goodness, there was a... Brutal sorry. Legend. Brutal Legend, thank you. That's a great game. Um, yeah, yeah he was he was a part of that, so I'm assuming that was had something to do with it. Samuel Jackson has also been involved in several games. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris, I don't know what his ties are to video games. He hosts anything. Auto. I think you he's ask him to host something, he'll host it. Yeah, and then Snoop Dogg um, also as is a huge like Dakota said he's really into video games. He just follows his Twitter account. Yeah, dude's huh. godlike man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he was literally partnered with Spyro. Like Spyro flew across the country to give Snoop Dogg the first release of Spyro's trilogy. He's actually partnered with Activision. I figured this out. He is a big. <laughs> well, yeah, but I Spyro. Yeah, yeah. so uh, all under that Activision umbrella. So we've got a lot of stuff to get into. So I just want to dive right into it. First and foremost, since last week, there have been some rumors. Uh, We talked about things that we thought we might see last week. Um, It has now come uh, to our attention that Rocksteady will not be at the Game Awards. Marcos, are you disappointed here? Incredibly. I'm sad. So I think it's also, a lie. It could be a lie, but they also said that it wasn't a Superman game, which is the other thing that people it's were a double lie. For. It could be a double lie. I I think uh, that they won't be there this year, unfortunately. <laughs> That's right. I, I think they're telling the truth. Uh, Dakota, you think there's any chance they're lying? I won't lie. You said Rocksteady, and I had no idea what you're talking about. They're the Batman Arkham games. Oh, nah, call- usually even if like developers are like, we're not going to be there. They never show up and we're like, ha, huh, tricked you. They don't, right. I've I don't think I've ever seen, seen that. that. I don't, I've no, never seen that. Usually if they're saying they're not there, they're not there. Okay. Blake, any So I chance? guess I don't care. I also had to look up who they were. I was going to silently wow. in the background pretend like I knew, but then Spy said it, so I feel comfortable <laughs> saying it. Um, one of the things that, so... Blake and I, relatively speaking, Blake much more so than myself, we are all, I think, here, probably not Dakota or Marcos, relatively new to games. And the last, like, six years is when I started paying attention. Blake, when did you really start paying attention to game stuff? Honestly, pretty much right about the time, like, I started working with you, like, in back in july we really didn't start epilogue stuff till like october november like i really did not pay attention to gaming as like a world as a community right and it's it's funny because i take this for granted because i've i've covered this industry for so long but there are so many names there's so many names it's not like film where you can be like tarantino or uh (laughs) scorsese or it's like you know james cameron everybody knows who you're talking about when you're when you say those things but for games it's just there's rocksteady there's rockstar it's hard to differentiate all of these different companies and they're they're very similar names so the next thing is that smash bros is going to be making some sort of appearance almost certainly at the game awards mm. and it it looks like they could be announcing some dlc which the game will come out literally three hours later, so this has become pretty common practice for companies to develop uh, to announce DLC pretty shortly before their game is even released. Uh, Dakota, do you have any expectations here? I mean, we've been so wrong about all of our Smash Bros 
<laughs> predictions <laughs> that I, I I'm not sure that uh, we are the best people to ask. But you think in anything in particular for the DLC, like yeah. what'll happen with it? Yeah, I think they'll probably be God because oh, uh, what's his name? Sakura, right? He's a freaking madman. He just keeps adding more characters. I'm like, think about your health, buddy. But he's like, nah. <laughs> gotta get Smash Bros. out. <laughs> gotta get Smash Bros. out and gotta have... I think they're gonna try and reach 100 characters. That's my that's my prediction. What how, are they how far are they from I it? Think like 75. I think oh, they're no, closer they're... to 80 at this point. Closer to 80. So I think it's gonna be 100 by the time it's all said and done. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so either. That's a lot of characters. A lot that's of characters. a lot of figuring out. Four DLC packs, five a pop. Oh, is that how they're... They're releasing 40 DLC. No, packs? I don't know. That's no, no, no. There's one oh. DLC pack right now, but there are five a pop. Yeah, there's there's almost no doubt that they'll release more than one. Marcos, any predictions here? Um, like character wise or what? Yeah, sure. Oh, dude, Goku. What's gonna happen? Eh, it's still, <laughs> not, it's still not gonna you happen. Guys are pushing so hard for Goku. I'm yeah. not pushing hard. I'm pushing hard for Waluigi. Blake, what do you think? Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this one's almost been confirmed. Crash Team Racing uh, seems like it'll be at the Game Awards this year. This would be the follow-up, Activision's follow-up to um, the Crash Bandicoot trilogy. Of course, a lot of people are asking about Crash Team Racing. Just want a quick yes or no. Is this something you're excited about, Blake? I never really got to know this like original version of the game, so the remaster isn't something that's going to jump out at me. That said, I just bought the Crash Insane trilogy for my Switch, so I'm going to go through that. And assuming I'm in that vibe, I'll probably check it out. Oh, nice! Yeah, I hope you enjoy it. I I just played through that trilogy for the first time, like I, when it pretty much released. Um, I'm not a huge fan, but I I'm kind of anticipating there being some competition for Mario Kart. Dakota, do you care about this at all? No. <laughs> Mark. I, surprising, though. I never heard of this game until I saw it. it was like everyone's like oh my god it's crash team racing and I'm like hmm? yeah I, I don't know much about crash team racing I, I do know that it's it's supposedly pretty good and we don't have many of these great mascot racers outside of Mario Kart so Marcos what do you think nah man not about it not excited okay so if the things we have so far are Crash Team Racing and some Smash Bros. DLC. I, I feel like the hype meter doesn't move very much for, for us, right? Is that an accurate assumption? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Blake. Yeah. No, I, I, neither one of those jump out at me as something like, you know, like all of a sudden my mind has changed or something. Right. Okay. So what Jeff Keighley has said is that there are going to be 10 game announcements. I think he said 10 plus game announcements at the show, which means we're going to see, you know, obviously Smash Bros. DLC doesn't count as a game announcement. Crash Team Racing would, so there's one. There are also some rumors floating around that Metroid Prime Trilogy is going to be announced at the Game Awards. Uh, <clears throat> and I think this one's actually a pretty viable rumor. It just popped up like a couple of hours ago. So we just are starting to hear about this now. Um, <laughs> do we think... Do we think this is uh, something that could actually happen before Metroid Prime 4 is released, Dakota? That, I'm sorry, I my thought of brain got taken away. <laughs> the trilogy. <Ooh. laughs> the trilogy. Metroid Prime trilogy. Do you think it happens? Oh, yeah, why not? Okay. Marcos? Yeah, totally. 
It's a good. It's a good move, Blake. I, I'm neutral, but I'm going to lean into the yes with the with the crowd here. Yeah, I think just the the substantial amount of websites I saw reporting on this two hours ago uh, leads me to believe that it's probably going to happen. Usually, where there's smoke, there's fire in the game industry. Um, and then the other thing um, that it, it's looking like this is a, a reasonably certain um, is that Square Enix will have an appearance at the Game Awards. Now, Marcos, you're our resident uh, Square Enix. Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Squeenix. So what is it that they'll probably be showing here? Oh, man, they're going to disappoint me with some weird thing for Final Fantasy XIV, probably. Or a mobile game. Yes. You think they'd have the gall to show off a mobile game on a stage? <laughs> oh, man, it wouldn't be the first time. Remember E3? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, my poor heart. So I've actually heard... Sweet Christmas. I've heard that the the uh, that Square Enix will be showing off their Avengers game tomorrow. Yes, um, that would be awesome. I think that just from what I understand, they have a teaser ready to go, and nobody's really sure when exactly they plan to release it. But that I there were just some some uh, some things that I heard about Square Enix having a presence there, and if they also have that ready to show, what better time mm. is there going to be? Um, now, Blake, this has got to be something that moves the meter a little bit, right? Like an Avengers game, that's pretty big. Yeah, so this is almost confirmed. Like Joe and Anthony Russo, um, basically, the, they're going to be there, the people who are responsible for the Avengers movie. I don't personally follow Avengers as like a thing. I don't go see those movies. But as, an, as a hype meter, thinking about video games, and especially considering the way that the Marvel Spider-Man game tied in the like Avengers universe into their game, I think this is all but inevitable for this to be the time where it's really like really revealed. Yeah. It's hard to imagine the Russo brothers showing up for the same kind of reason that maybe Samuel Jackson showed up to the, the game awards uh, a few years ago. Right. <laughs> like these, these are people who are insanely busy at this point in their careers. Um, and they're, they're pushing everything to do with the Marvel universe. It's hard to imagine that we don't get at least a taste of that game tomorrow. I am very excited. I think that's going to be the show dropper. I think they'll they'll end the show on that announcement. And uh, that'll probably be the thing that people are talking about um, beyond Thursday evening. So just a couple of other things before we get into what you guys would want to see. We did talk about the Harry Potter game um, possibly making a showing on Thursday. There have been some more rumors in that regard, nothing substantial in, in that I would feel like um, we could say for certainty that it'll be there. Also, some rumors that Bioshock will be there. It's something I said I really wanted to see. Um, now, I don't know if people are just reporting on this as like, a, oh, we'll probably see it um, at some point. So why not the Game Awards type of thing? But that's something to look forward to as well. Um, you know, whether or not that's there. And we talked about... Um, from software, possibly making an appearance. Uh, it seems like Sekiro will probably be the thing they show off at the Game Awards. But it could be something else. It could be an announcement. We know they had three games under wraps, uh, one of which has already come out, the VR game. What is it called, Marcos? Derosine. Yeah, and uh, Sekiro is the other one. So they have a third one that they have not shown um, that's under development. From Software is a huge company, so it wouldn't um, be all that weird if they had a few games going on at once. So I'll start with you, 
Marcos, uh, is there anything in particular that you're just really, really hoping to see on Thursday or that you think we'll see? I think SNK is going to be there, and I'm pretty sure they're going to show off either King of Fighters 15 and or the new Samurai Showdown game. Or Samurai Spirits is the name I think they gave it. And you talked a little bit about Mortal Kombat 11 last week. Yeah, Mortal Kombat's um, a big one. Do you, uh, Just your gut instinct here, is that going to be there, yes or no? It's the only thing that makes sense for Netherrealm. I don't know any other event where they could announce it. Okay. Uh, Dakota, I'll go to you next. Um, anything in particular you're just waiting on? I want an Animal Crossing trailer so <laughs> oh. bad. <laughs> the reoccurring theme is that when I ask you guys these questions, Marcos answers with, with fighting <laughs> games. And Dakota answers with Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. I want to play in Animal Crossing so bad. <laughs> I just don't think that the this soon. Um, it seems like that. Animal God, Crossing I know, but let me dream. Okay, you said we okay. could have pipe dreams. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah dream away. <laughs> Immediately stops. Blake, what do you think? Man, I'm surprised you didn't bring up Death Stranding with the rumors. This is what I'm waiting on. Um, did you see the Walmart Canada news? I did, yeah. So they, Walmart Canada, famous for, I, I believe it was Rage, uh, putting up the release date before it was actually even announced, right. has now done a very similar move. June 30th, 2019, Death Stranding for the PS4 release. That is like the number one game I'm hyped for in the future right now. And if that's true, that makes sense. Because Jeff Keighley and Kojima are friends, and he's going to be there. Kojima is going to be there. So I think we're in for a treat. Yeah, so this is something that you and I have talked about a lot. Um, and one <laughs> of the things that I'm glad that I didn't talk a whole lot about on the podcast is that when Sony announced that they weren't going to be at three at E3 this year, there were rumors floating around that it was because a lot of the games that they currently have out won't be available till the PS5, and they're just not really, really ready to show off the PS5 yet. So out comes this Walmart leak that says that Death Stranding could be out June 30th um, of 2019, which is just a handful of months away. And that actually almost makes more sense because that, I I believe E3 is usually around like June uh, 8th or so. And so there wouldn't be a whole lot of time between E3 and the release of that game. So they'll have probably already done their marketing campaign at that point. Hmm. Um, so it seems it seems pretty likely that Ugh. I mean, this game has never had the appearance of looking ready to go this early, but that doesn't mean that it's not. And oh, I disagree. <laughs> well, you know, I think we just have such a little idea of the gameplay mechanics. Um, now, again, you know, that's still, what, eight months away, uh, give or take. So there's a lot of time for them to run through stuff. We'll see if... Um, Death Stranding, Death Stranding will be there. We'll see if an announcement as to the release date. Um, do you th you think we'll get the release date here, Blake? I'm hoping so. You're hoping so, or you think so? I think so. Okay. I think they might just say, F it, Walmart Canada ruined us again. And <laughs> Walmart Canada, man. Who knew? Marcos, what do you think? Yes or no? Oh, man, they totally screwed him. I can't believe they Canada's ruining the <laughs> 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 yeah man i think it's gonna there's gonna be a trailer i'll stick to my gut instinct and say that it won't be 
but we'll see. Um, I'm hoping to be wrong there. I, I, Death Stranding is like the game uh, that I, I'm most interested in right now. Intrigued by. I don't know that it's the game I want most. It's the game I'm most intrigued by, along with pretty much everyone else, I think. All oh. right. So, so I don't know. There's a couple other things. Obsidian's new game um, there is almost certainly going to be announced there. They have a countdown meter that coincides with the Game Awards. So look for that. Obsidian is Fallout New Vegas. They did the KOTOR games. Um, there is some small speculation that Obsidian could actually be the developer behind the new Bioshock game, which would blow my mind. Obsidian is one of my favorite developers, and Bioshock is one of my favorite franchises. There's not a whole lot of substantial rumors um, in regards to that. Dragon Age 4, uh, that has been talked about. Dakota, are you excited for Dragon Age 4? I've never played a Dragon Age game, and I the very only one I did play was Origins, and I did not enjoy that, and I only played it for like two hours. I'm actually really surprised you didn't enjoy Origins, uh, given That was your... the first one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I played that one. It's not fun. It's dated, yeah, for fun. sure, at this point. It's definitely dated. I'd, I'd be interested to see if you'd like uh, Inquisition any more than one. Which... That's the only thing that keeps me from getting into them is, like... I feel like for those games, like it's somewhat necessary to know what ha- what the goings ons in the earlier ones. Yeah, it's and very narrative driven. I, I don't want to have to figure. I don't one. I don't want to play those long a games. Two Origins was not fun to play. I did not enjoy the combat. It was difficult, and I died a lot. Mm. Don't yeah. want to do that. It was specifically. I just got salty in one part and just kept dying, and all my little healthy pals were suck ass. <laughs> Marcus, you're a big fan of Mass Effect, which is sort of the brother to Dragon Age. Um, What do you think here? Any interest in Dragon Age 4? Uh, The only knowledge I have on Dragon Age was when I talked about the Iron Bull's ass. So, yeah, there's some interest. That's right, in your best butts in video games article. Yeah. Uh, Blake, what about you? You haven't played any of the dragon age games as far as i know um no i i honestly just know it by name i don't know anything about it and have never been interested enough or never had anyone recommend those games to me i just assume they're out of my wheelhouse i don't feel like they are but i'll i'll go ahead i'll take i'll take this one and run with it dragon age is one of my favorite franchises uh i origins is one of my favorite games of all time i am a defender of dragon age 2 um Everybody hates that game. I, I like it. <laughs> I couldn't quite get into Inquisition. Um, I just feel like the, the mechanics were... They felt a little dated. Um, they felt like I was playing Dragon Age Origins with a fresh coat of paint, and that's not really what I wanted. Um, so I'm, I'm really hopeful Dragon Age 4 is announced. I think the reason I think this is going to happen is because a very specific development team in Bioware needs some goodwill going into Anthem. Um, oh, didn't... Oh, I thought I posted something. And it was actually related that... Oh, teaser trailer. Dragon Age announcement at the game... Yeah. Wait. Yeah, they're talking <laughs> that, about how the there's rumor. a potential yeah. teaser trailer at the announcements for... Some right. sort of Dragon Age game. That Yes, that's the rumor. Is the Dragon Age 4 will show off a little bit of a teaser. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's ready to show off any gameplay or anything. But that's kind of the standard. That's why it's called a teaser. Yeah. Um, the, last, the last rumor, 
last juicy rumor I'll get to is that a new Alien game is nope, going to out. be announced. No, uh, <laughs> Alien Blackout, which uh, that, this was recently oh. a trademarked title from Fox Studios. Uh, and I think there was something else about Jeff Keighley on Twitter, and he, he posted... Let me see if I can find the tweet really quickly. Yeah, it's right here. So he... on. He tweeted this on November 1st, and it was a Worlds Will Change um, graphic, which is which is a, a phrase from the Alien franchise. And he said, on December 6th, which is, of course, the Game Awards. So it hmm. seems like there's probably something to all of that between the trademark, Keeley's tweet. Oh, man. If Sigourney Weaver just pops up out of nowhere, that'd be godlike. <laughs> she, yeah, uh, she'll be on our next trivia segment next year. We'll uh, see. test your guys' memory. Was Sigourney Weaver on the Game Awards? I wonder how many different celebrities have popped up. And why, why is that such a... I guess even for things like the Tony Awards and what have you, they always attach celebrities to these things. Um, it's interesting that games is uh, they they go out of their way to do that as well, but I guess games are so widespread at this point that a lot of these people are actually interested in games. And the idea that we're like, oh, Samuel Jackson would never play a video game like that that feels like a dated take at this point. I guess to be fair, Samuel Jackson watches hentai, so <laughs> is that for real? Yeah, that's legit. Are, All right. So are, are we going to? Say that there's some sort of correlation between people playing games and also watching hentai. <laughs> I mean, I think there's some correlation. If he watches. <laughs> I actually think that's legit. <laughs> I, I don't think there's anything for us to back up that particular claim. So I'm gonna yeah, move but, on. I mean, I, don't know. I think we can work on that. Okay, so uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna predict some of these game awards. We'll do the ones that are prevalent to. Uh, things that we would normally talk about. Um, the first one up is content creator of the year. Now, we obviously talk a lot about Twitch and live streaming. Um, the thing I found most interesting about this is that all of the five people that were nominated um, were Fortnite content creators. All five. Whoa. All five were, were Fortnite Um so we'll go ahead and do some predictions here. Just do your best. If you don't really know, I don't expect you guys to know all these people. I had to look a couple of them up. Um, we'll see if we can take a guess here. So the first one is Willie Rex. He is a, I think, uh, he's Spanish speaking and he does Fortnite content. Um, he, as far as I know, he is the first Spanish speaking uh, nominee in the Game Awards or primarily Spanish speaking. Um, nominee for the game awards and then there is pokimane who also a fortnite caster i don't know what she did before then but i know she was already popular going into fortnite um there's ninja who seems like the obvious choice for this um there's myth who has always been known as kind of the second most popular fortnite caster and then there's dr lupo who i have i've actually watched him a few times he seems a little more um I, I guess I want to say his his content is a little more mature than than everybody else on the list. Uh, hmm. Seems to be the only Fortnite streamer who is, isn't uh, directing his content toward uh, children. But 
again, I, I don't really know. Uh, Marcos, what are you thinking here? I mean, Ninja's the only one I recognize. Okay. Dakota? Yeah, I really don't want to say Ninja because I really want to root for, like, someone else. But Because Ninja kind of, isn't he kind of shitty? I'm pretty sure I'm not. We've talked about it a little bit before. He is, he has some interesting. Isn't everybody a little shitty? Yeah, but uh, he's a little shitty in the way that rubs me personally the wrong way. So he's shitty. All right. Um, I I don't want to say him, but for the sake of points, I got to say Ninja. Okay. Blake? Since this is a prediction for points, Ninja, but I have to (laughs) echo the sentiments. God knows who the rest of these people are. So the I I've watched I I've watched a decent amount of Lupo Myth and Ninja. I don't really know a whole lot about Willy Rex or Pokimane. Um, but I will say it's hard for me to sit back. I don't like Ninja a whole lot, but has anybody else ever brought video games at you know, just in terms of a a personality? Has anybody ever brought video games closer to the mainstream if they're not already fully mainstream um, than, than Ninja has? I mean, PewDiePie. Yeah, PewDiePie. No, I, don't that. <laughs> I don't buy that. I don't buy any of those answers. I, no. it's just, why, why not? Is it because they don't appeal to children? Is it no, it's not because they don't appear to children. The Ninja was shown on ESPN. He played games with. Uh, obviously, big personalities like Drake, but so has football players. Maybe I don't. I don't know the backstory. Spies, right? Who, he has. Who's Jack played with, I played with. He's played with Ryan Reynolds. Um, what's his face? Okay. Markiplier's played with Jack Black. Um, Jack Septiceye also played with uh, the guy that plays Connor in Detroit. But that I, I'll give him. That's not his big person, I guess. But here's yeah. the reason i think the comparison's valid is because ninja is going to tank in his popularity in the same way that the rest of those youtubers have in some sense like their subscriber numbers are infallibly high but like their viewership at some point crashes and they return to some degree of normal fame and ninja's just riding the wave right now i don't think that in okay. three to five years we're going to be looking at him in the same way so okay this year jacksepticeye markiplier they've been doing this for an extremely long time and are still riding a very high wave. Well, to be fair, I've been following Ninja since uh, I started following video games. He was a, a Halo. Uh, really? <clears throat> yeah, he was in uh, competitive Halo back mm. in the day. So he has been a name. Um, this isn't like a one and done type thing. He's not riding. Uh, at least the wave isn't very short. He's been doing this for almost a decade. So. I, I think it brings up the question too, is his... I think the reason he's able to bring it maybe more so in your eyes to mainstream because video competitive video like competitive competitive games is becoming more and more relevant like within the sports and esports community like that's becoming a very thing like a, a thing you know mm-hmm. um, versus like compared to like Jacksepticeye PewDiePie Markiplier they don't do competitive gaming you know that's not their thing that's never been their thing sure um, so I guess I can kind of see that you know. Yeah, I just I I feel like now again, just like the comparison you made in terms of like esports, I I don't ever see somebody like Mark Plyer making his way on like ESPN magazine or like E magazine. Like these are all things that Ninja has now done. Um, now again, it's so hard to objectively say who has the wider reach, but um, I don't know. Interesting to Mark Plyer donates to charity. 
I'm not saying Ninja's the better person. Trust me. <laughs> you are not hearing me say that. I'm not saying Ninja's the better person. I know. I'm, I'm saying just... he probably has the wider reach. Um, but I don't know if we have any good uh, way to back this up. There's a couple other interesting categories like best esports host. And I know a few of these names, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't really expect us to have much of a dialogue in regards to that. So let's go ahead and skip to the next most interesting one. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk about this. This is best esports game. I don't want to do a whole lot of esports stuff, but we'll just go through this briefly. There's CSGO. Look, we're just eating into Ninja's hand. Esports. <laughs> there's there's CSGO, there's Dota 2, there's Fortnite, and League of Legends. Oh, and Overwatch. Uh, so let's just get a prediction here, and then we'll move on. Uh, we'll start with Blake. God, man, I I have no idea. These are games <laughs> that I've never touched and never will. Fortnite, just by default. Okay, Dakota? I mean, yeah, we're going for the points, so I got to say Fortnite. I mean, who plays Dota anymore? Or Overwatch? <laughs> Marcos. I think it's League of Legends. I'm going to go with Overwatch here. They had the Owl League that was broadcasted on ESPN. Um, yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to go Overwatch. So, when we're when we're tallying these things next week, uh don't be shocked if Overwatch is is hmm. what's picked there. Okay, here's one that we should all know a little bit more about. Best debut indie game. Mm. Uh, I only recognized a handful of these. I have played two of them. Um but I, I'd like to check out the rest from what I saw. Uh, we have Donut Country. We have Florence, which has an amazing it's art style. Donut County. Oh, yeah, sorry, Donut County. Uh, Moss, The Messenger, and Yoku's Island Express. So, Dakota, you're probably our resident indie expert here. So, what say you? Uh, I'm saying Donut County, because a lot of, like, that release, a lot of big names kind of picked that up and rolled with it. And then I saw a lot of little mobile games come out kind of copying the, the idea. Okay. Uh, Blake? I'm going to be biased here. I'm going to sacrifice the potential for points. Florence by Mountains. That was the best mobile game I played this year. Blew my mind. I wrote an article for Epilogue about it. Go read it. Yeah, I remember reading this. Uh, that, that game seems like a treat. So, Marcus, what do you think? The Messenger. I'm going to go with Moss here. Um, I, does that mean, mm. did we all go with something different then? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Moss is the PlayStation VR title. I played it not in VR. Um, it's getting a lot of publicity now that PlayStation VR is really taking off. So I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Um, uh, which is interesting. Did any of us pick the messenger? I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that one's the most popular within our community. A lot I of would people also... really like messenger. I would also say I bet it's probably going to win. I'm just not picking it. You would guess Messenger is going to win. I that that seems to be the one with so much critical acclaim, not just in our community, but just across general gaming okay. community. All right, fair enough. Um, there's also a Best Student Game Award, which is, seems really cool. I went and watched uh, trailers for a couple of these, but I don't think any of us have played them, so I'm going to skip it. We do have mm-hmm. Best Multiplayer Game: um, Call of Duty Black Ops Four. Destiny 2, Forsaken, Fortnite, Monster Hmm. Hunter World, or Sea of Thieves. Marcos, you're definitely the most keyed in here, so I'll let you go ahead and uh, pick first. Uh, I've played all of them except for Sea of Thieves, but I think Fortnite's going to win. I mean, is is there a chance anything else does? Yeah. (laughs) Good point. Uh, Dakota, what do you think? 
I also want to go with Fortnite, but I'm going to sacrifice a point and say Monster Hunter World. Okay, I don't think that's a total sacrifice. Like, no, do I don't think so either, but I mean, compared to Fortnite. Okay. If we're being honest. Blake? It's risky. I feel like, you know, if Sea of Thieves had been like better received, that would be a clear winner because the concept was so original and interesting. Um, and Fortnite's probably the obvious choice, but I'm going to side with Dakota here and say Monster Hunter World. Okay. Yeah, I don't think, I think there's a chance you guys are right, but I'm going to go Fortnite. Fortnite has taken the, now, whether or not, is there like a train in your bedroom? Mm, <laughs> <laughs> um, is, is there, so, you know, we've talked about Ninja, um, but there has never been a video game as big as Fortnite. That is, that much is objectively clear. So there's almost no chance. Uh, um, please Fortnite don't forget about Minecraft. It's it, Fortnite is bigger than Minecraft <laughs> I ever think was. Fortnite Fortnite has definitely overshadowed what yeah. Minecraft. Just used to saying, be. you can't forget about Minecraft. Got its own movie. I have a whole Minecraft. Fortnite will be there. TV. You got to give it some oh, time. You got to no. give it some time. <laughs> okay, here's one that I am particularly interested in: uh, best sports slash racing game. I wish they didn't tie these together. There were so many great racing games this year. Agreed. Um, but. We have a couple choices here. FIFA 19, Forza Horizon 4, Mario Tennis Aces, NBA 2K19, or Pro Evolution Soccer 2019, which I think is going to be Konami's last effort in the Pro Evolution series. I'm not totally sure of that. They they had some sort of weird licensing thing happen. So two soccer games here. Blake, what do you think? Man, you're asking the wrong guy. I haven't played a sports game in 10 <laughs> years. I'm like, I, I thought about this and I actually, in my own voting for these awards, I skipped through um, this one in particular. But from if I had to get an educated guess, I'd say Forza Horizon 4. I've okay. heard good things about that one. Marcus, what do you think? Was it uh, Mario Kart or Mario Tennis? Mario Tennis. tennis. All right, I'll give it to Tennis. Okay, Dakota. My heart wants to say FIFA because soccer fans go hard for FIFA. But my uh, my soul says Mario Tennis because I like how cute it is. <laughs> I'm going to go Forza Horizon here with Blake. Uh, I think that mm. there's almost zero chance this doesn't win. Um, Forza Horizon is the best racing series by a long shot right now and probably is going to be remembered as the best racing series that has ever been developed on video games. Wow. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go Forza Horizon Four. I think that's a that's uh, lock that one in. Okay, Ooh. best strategy game. This is some really good choices here. I've only played two, um, but from what I understand, there are a lot of really great strategy games that came out this year. There's the Banner Saga Three, which I actually didn't know anything about. I did have to go look this up, but it looked amazing. Um, it has a lot of like Asian influence uh, strategy. Um, Battletech, which is Paradox Interactive. Um, this is one that looks pretty good. I haven't gotten a chance to play that. Then there's also Frostpunk, Into the Breach, and Valkyria Chronicles 4. I've played Into the Breach and Frostpunk. Both are really good. Into the Breach was... Uh... Oh, shoot. What was the game they, they did before? Was that... Uh... Faster Than Light? Do you know, Marcos? No clue, dude. I don't play this game. I'll look this up. You guys mm -hmm. go ahead and make your choices. Dakota, you go ahead and start. Um, 
just looking at these little pictures, um, Frostpunk <laughs> definitely has the coolest name and pretty <laughs> pretty snazzy picture. Um, but I feel like I've heard the most about the Valkyria Chronicles. So I'm going to go with that one. Because that's the only one that's vaguely recognizable. And I use vaguely loosely. Hmm. Okay, Blake, you next. I feel the exact same way, except for about Into the Breach. I feel like that's got a cool cover, and I'm like down with that. But I have no idea. I've only heard of the Valkyria Chronicles, so going with that. Okay, Marcos? Yeah, I've only heard of Valkyria, so I'll go with that. Into the Breach is going to win this one. <laughs> I, I'm confident Into the Breach is going to win. this. So I, I double-checked. This was the follow-up to Faster Than Light, which is a game I've put about 100 hours into. Um, I haven't played nearly enough Into the Breach, but I know that people are very, very high on it. I'm, I'm counting on Into the Breach to win best strategy game this year. Okay, here's a fun one. Best family game. I, uh, who even conceptualized what, what constitutes as a family game? I know. I, I saw that category, and I thought it was kind of a cute name. Yeah, definitely cute. Um, so we have Mario Tennis Aces, <laughs> which makes another appearance. Nintendo Labo, which... I'm kind of mm. shrugging here. Family. I don't know if that that's a stretch. Uh, uh, we have Overcooked. Isn't that like single player? There are some different games attached, but they're all different games. It's not a singular game. So I don't... It'd be like including some sort of... Uh, it'd be like... I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, you remember those like Atari packs that used to be on like Xbox 360 and stuff? It'd be like saying an Atari pack is the best game. Like, which game individually <laughs> is the best out of those? I don't know. Then you have Overcooked 2, <clears throat> Starlink, Battle for Atlantis, which is that cool Ubisoft game that got shown off at their press conference with Star Fox. Mm-hmm. And then there's Super Mario Party. Yeah. Um, but, like, we'll go ahead and start with you. Did that come from my microphone? No, that was yes. Dakota. No, God, it was not. <laughs> that was so loud, I thought it was actually outside. I, I, that sounded like uh, the, the kid from Last Guardian. Uh, yes, <laughs> I actually thought it was that. I, yeah. I did. Uh, okay, I've been derailed. I almost forgot the question, but I'm going to go. Um, this is a hard one, actually. Yeah. My instinct, like, I love the Nintendo Labo just because of how, like, cool and new it is. But I can't say that it's, I think, implied in the category family means that it's multiple family members playing. In which case, Super Mario Party is my guess. Okay. Uh, Marcos? Yeah, Super Mario Party. Dakota? I'm going to go off the beaten path and say Overcooked 2. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Overcooked 2. Um, Overcooked 2 got some good reviews this year. Super Mario Party was kind of mired by the fact there was no online. But I guess if you're counting it as best family game, does it matter if it has online? Yeah, that's, I don't that's know. the only reason. Local multi seems like implied in the name family. Okay. All right, best know. fighting game. Marcos, you're going to have to tell us what's up here. We have Blazblue. Is it Blaz Blue? Is it, why, is it, why, why is it spelled as if it's Blaz? Just don't question it. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Blazblue, cross tag battle, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Soul Calibur 6, or Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition. Marcos, what's going to win Fighter of the Year here? Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and piggyback on that real quick. This this doesn't seem to me like it'll be close. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z got amazing reviews. Still has kind of a competitive scene. Oh, dude, it's the biggest competitive scene. Yeah, and still releasing characters in DLC, right? So it just uh, finished its first season of DLC. Finished its first season. So, um, Dakota, what do you think? I gotta go with Dragon Ball Fighter Z too, because I mean it's anime. 
Are we gonna sweep here? Uh, just to I mean, clarify, so is Blazer. There's other anime, like yeah, three but anime like I've never heard of a Blaze. Oh wait, is this actually off of Ruby? There's Ruby. There's Persona. There's, yeah, I was gonna uh, say I'm like Undernight. I've never. I didn't realize until I looked right at the picture because all I saw was like anime girls. But I mean, <laughs> Dragon Ball is more recognizable than a bunch of vague. I'm. It's Dragon Ball. Who? Why are you guys trying to? Knock my anime. You're thing spiraling out of control here. There's an actual tornado going off, and <laughs> Dakotas are. Uh, what's that Wizard of Oz character? Donnelly? What's her oh. face? Dorothy? Dorothy. Dorothy. <laughs> Donnelly. Okay. Blake, what do you think here? Um, It's got to be Dragon Ball. No question. Our first sweep. So I want to say Soul Calibur six, but there's no way that they uh, that no, the phallic. Too early for them. Yeah, there's there's too much penis involved in Soul Calibur oh, six to, to win any awards. I think <laughs> it's true. You can't go to casual or ranked without encountering a wild penis. So um, <laughs> best RPG. This great category this year, and I have played exactly none of these games enough to say for certain. I've watched all of them. I've watched playthroughs of all of them. Dragon mm. Quest XI, Echoes of an Elusive Age, Monster Hunter World, Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, Octopath Traveler, and Pillars of Eternity, Deadfire. Uh, this is Pillar, Pillars of Eternity 2, um, which is also Obsidian. Uh, Blake, why don't you kick us off? I feel like my gut wants to go with Nino Kuni 2, but I haven't seen enough of it to say for sure. I've seen enough Octopath to pick that one, so I'm going to go with that. But dang it, I want to try Nino Kuni 2 for myself. Okay, Dakota? This is hard for me, too. For I, I don't want to say for the same reasons, because that's not it, but so I know Dragon, uh, Dragon Quest has a huge, huge following, and a lot of people are very... I've heard great things about Dragon Quest. Monster Hunter World kind of speaks for itself. I've never heard of Pillars of Eternity, but I've played Nino Kuni 2, and that was so much fun. And I had such a good time with that game. Um, but I've also played Octopath Traveler. So it's kind of hard. Um, I feel like the overall if it's better RPG, it's probably Octopath Traveler, like without mm, a doubt. Okay. But Nino Kuni 2 is like a very, very good. So you're set. saying Octopath like hundred percent is gonna win this. Well, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm personally. I'm not saying they'll probably hundred percent win because Nino Kuni is very good. Like very good. I think if it's. I'm just going off of the category best R RPG. It's act. It's Octopath Traveler. Hmm. Okay. Octopath is a better RPG than Nino Kuni. I think you're wrong. Nino Kuni Two is fantastic. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's very close and hard for me to decide. Okay. Uh -huh. And you made the wrong choice. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll I'll be a little different here. I don't think any of those games are going to win RPG of the Year. I think Monster Hunter World takes this award. I think Monster Hunter World was probably the biggest surprise all year. Um, and a reminder that these are kind of popularity contest winners. So Monster Hunter World sold like bonkers, like way better than anybody expected. Now, so did Octopath Traveler. So I think it's really in between those two. I, would I was about say, to say, I'm like, don't you pull that card because nobody <laughs> expected Octopath to sell the way. It yeah, did. no, oh, that's that's totally true. I think it's probably a 50-50, but I'll, I'll go. Not even I'll be a little different. Okay. <clears throat> so we're getting we're getting to the back end here. Uh, we have best action adventure game, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, 
God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. They may as well have just called this game of the year. This has like four of the nominees. All the same games, except of Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So why don't we just skip this one? Because I feel like that'll spoil what we're thinking for game of the year. Um, Okay. So let's do best action game. Wasn't it just action adventure? Yeah, it was action adventure. (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) It's still best action game. Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Dead Cells, Destiny 2 Forsaken, Far Cry 5, or Mega Man 11. Mm. Dakota, what are we thinking? God, why'd you have to go with me first? I uh, don't know. <laughs> I was just going to piggyback off of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll swap to Marcos. We'll, we'll make him go. Yeah, Destiny 2 Forsaken, easy. Oh, okay. Blake. I think that's a nice pick, but I want to go with Dead Cells here. I like it. Dakota. Wrong. Uh, I know Marcus is Marcos is speaking out of bias for Destiny too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know <laughs> Call of Duty. I know Far Cry ish. I don't know why Mega Man's here. I'm not voting for Mega Man. I'm not going to acknowledge mm. it. Um, God, it's. Uh, I'll go with Blake and say Dead Cells. I really want. I, I've watched a lot of Dead Cells. I haven't played it. I I I would be happy if that won. I would be disappointed if Black Ops Four won. I know there's a lot of good things being said about Black Ops, but we just don't need any more Call of Duty uh, in our lives than we already have. (laughs) Destiny 2 Forsaken, a lot of Destiny fans are really happy with that DLC. I could see that swooping in. My heart says Mega Man 11, but I'm going to pick Far Cry 5. (laughs) What? What? What are you? Far Far Cry 5 had a lot of interesting things to say. Your choices got worse pretty good far cry game and there's all of these rumors floating around that far cry 6 we didn't even touch this far cry 6 could be announced uh and it's a, apparently an apocalypse far cry so i'm oh, all in but the, the hype is going to be 100 they're going to drop that far cry 5 one best action game and then what do you know Far Cry 6 trailer right afterwards. I think you're 100% that wrong. That sounds it's rigged. cute that you have an idea. <laughs> okay. That makes it sound like the Game Awards are rigged, and I don't like that. <laughs> yes, I disapprove. I mean, who's going to play Far Cry 6 trailer after they lose the vote? Hmm. Uh, good point. Okay, so best VR slash AR game. Augmented reality is AR. Um, did it, you know what? I have been a long critique of, of VR I think we're finally hitting that breakthrough point where it hasn't measured itself as, okay, we'll be playing VR games. This is how we'll be playing games in the future. But more is like, okay, we can do unique things with this medium. And we saw that this year. And a bunch of smaller titles, which is exactly where I think VR needs to take take itself in years to come. So we have Astro Bot Rescue Mission. We have Beat Saber, which is the Guitar Hero-esque VR game. We have Firewall Zero Hour, which I think is a... Uh, yes, Link. <laughs> Link is, Link is a big fan of Firewall Zero Hour, I guess. Um, and we have Moss, which we mentioned before. And then Tetris Effect. Uh, Blake, what do you think? The only one that I really have any idea about is Tetris Effect, because it has absolutely consumed my Twitter timeline over the last couple of weeks. So that is what I'm going to pick. Dakota? I'm going to go with Moss, um, just because you said that was a VR... I don't know. You said Moss for indie game, but I'm going to go with it for VR game because it's, it's cute. It's got a little mouse it's there. It's very cute. It's a very cute game. Uh, Marcos, what do you think? Uh, 
I think Astro Boy or was Astro Bot? Astro Bot. <laughs> yeah. I think that one will take it somehow. So maybe. Astro Bot, if you push Tetris Effect to the side for a second, probably is the most critically acclaimed on this one. A lot of people that that I know uh, have this as their game of the year, actually, mm. Astro Bot Rescue Mission. So wow. Um, I'm going to go Tetris Effect, though. I think uh, maybe it's just because I'm a huge Tetris fan. Maybe it's because I've had to literally restrain myself from buying PSVR just to play Tetris <laughs> Effect. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that. So we have best mobile game next. I feel like Blake should have some some insight here. Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, so I'm first. It's an obvious pick. Florence. Boom. <laughs> Go best ahead. Mobile game here. No question. Download it, you nerds. But the other thing. I'm irritated that Fortnite and PUBG Mobile are in this. <laughs> that is so just like they're double dipping, man. They're, they're taking a bite off the chip and they're sticking it back in the dip with this category. I disapprove of those as even options. Yeah. And <sighs> as somebody who has tried both of these versions, I'm a big you guys know I like Fortnite a lot. It's it's horrible. The experience is actually bad. <laughs> like it's, it's not Fortnite in the least why not pick a game that was specifically developed for mobile right why not so we have donut county um we have florence we have fortnite pubg mobile god if that wins god help us all if pubg mobile wins and then we have rain's game of thrones um which is like a decision making i've seen some people play it it looks really neat rain's uh, is fun yeah so I have it. it's actually it was actually initially a pc game Mm, I think I actually okay. have that game on my computer. It's yeah, not Game of Thrones themed. No. But uh, let me double check. I think I literally own that game on my Well, computer. while we're kicking things yeah, off. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So what's your pick, Dakota? Um, I, I'm going to go with uh, Blake and say Florence. I've never played it, but I'm going to trust his opinion also because I don't want PUBG or Fortnite to win. God, if he did those And I mean, if yeah. we're going off the idea that it should have been made for mobile reigns i guess was initially made for pc it works a lot better as a mobile game but okay. you gotta pick your battles cool marcus what do you think i'm gonna throw the hell mary man fortnite oh gosh Whoa! <laughs> uh blake I'm, I'm assuming you're sticking with florence i'll go ahead and say florence here i think this would be a good opportunity for them for the game awards to buy some some goodwill amongst the smaller development teams before they eventually announce that fortnite won Best multiplayer game and Call of Duty wins best action game and yeah. you know Red Dead wins game of the year and stuff like that. So this is a good opportunity for them to Can I say something real quick about yeah, Florence? Like, dude, it's I played it on an airplane flight from Florida to California and it made me tear up. It's a mobile game. Go play. Full it. Stop. Go yeah, play. Go it. play it. Yeah. I need to play it. I need to play it. I need to find if it's available on iPad. I play games on my iPad a lot. I need to go I think it, it is. Okay. Yeah, that's usually where I play mobile games. Best indie game. It feels like we've already gone over this, but I guess that was like best new indie game. I don't really know how they differentiated the two things, but uh, yeah, the first one the, was debut. the debut was um, oh. it's that studio's first game. Great. Okay. Um, so we have Celeste here, which I know Blake is a big fan of. <laughs> we have Dead Cells, <laughs> Into the Breach, Oof. Return of Obra Din. I have not heard of this one, and The Messenger. Uh, Dakota, go ahead. I'm gonna go with. Um, Celeste. Okay, Marcos. Yeah, Celeste is the one that's on the uh, game, like game of the year, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Blake, do you want me to surprise you here? Yeah, I want. I, I bring the heat. Celeste. That's not even heat. 
So no, no, no. Here's the deal. Because he, he did not enjoy. Yeah, game. you missed me like rage quitting and hating the game verbally for about four different streams. Like I was, oh. I really didn't enjoy the game. But of this list, I, from what I've played or what I've seen, this is the only thing I can vote with any confidence on. Best of the year. I see. So, All right. just taking a quick glance, I just looked up some some screens from Return of Obra Dinn. It looks really interesting. I feel like I, I have to go test this out. Um, I am very, very upset because potentially my game of the year, Far Loan Sales, is not on this list, um, which is very disappointing to me. But I'll go ahead and say Celeste. Celeste is one of my favorite games that's come out this year. Um, I think... If you're going to go ahead and say that it's nominated for Game of the Year, how does it not win this category? Mm. Um, right? Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So Games for Impact, which has always been a really interesting... Um, this has been a really interesting uh, category in the past. They seem to have gone off the beaten path a little bit. Now, Blake and I have talked before about serious games, which are like... It's sort of like the snuffy... Uh, academic term for games that have something specifically that they want to say mm -hmm. um so there are a couple games on this list i guess that would constitute as that we have 11 11 memories retold uh which is actually a namco namco published this game um yeah bamco was pretty into the uh, advertising for it. it looked interesting yeah and then we have florence which i also know is, would apply i think an argument could be made that celeste doesn't deserve a spot here um but it has a lot of references to like mental illness i i don't know if it counts there it seems like the primary thing going on in celeste is its gameplay mechanics um but that nonetheless is on the list here's one that i really don't like life is strange 2 episode one I, <laughs> why it's are we talking like... about this how it's like why did they just do episode one yeah you don't even get i granted i didn't play it but the first episode of any of these episodic games is just setting up the scene for the Agreed. rest of them. So, like, there's nothing of significance in usually the first episode. That's I mean, a pet I could peeve be wrong. I haven't played it, but I totally agree. I think, like, when I saw Life is Strange of any Life is Strange two on any capacity of these awards, it just made me puzzled. Like, why wasn't this like you know held off until the series is complete for season two? That just doesn't make sense. Mm hmm. I think this it might be an indication that Don't Nod will have something to show at the at the award show. It almost is like, how do we get this? How how do we get this nominated somehow so they're not totally exiled? Um, they also had Vampire come out this year, which I think a lot of people were really excited about and then disappointed when it <clears throat> when it released. So, kind of feels like I. I don't know. Don't Nod has this sort of relationship with these award shows that I could see them wanting to be a part of it somehow. Then we also have The Missing, J.J. Macfield and the Island of Memories, which I don't know anything about, but holy hell, what a title. Um, what do we think here, Dakota? What what wins? Um, I'm very amply against Life is Strange 2 being on here, so that's out. Um, I haven't, I guess, played Celeste or even seen like the full game played. I always see kind of like middle and to the end. But I, I think remember, I remember from what Blake's saying that the, like, I guess I'm sure these games are much more obviously blatantly about serious topic that whatever they're about. Whereas Celeste kind of like, it, it's very, it's like, it's not as blatant as the other ones. Um, but I don't, obviously I don't know much about the other three games there to really say, so I'm just going to go ahead and say Florence again, because that's the only one I know because of Blake. 
Okay, Marcos. I'll give it eleven, eleven. Mm. Blake, it's got to be Florence, my man. I yeah, I'll go Florence here. I don't know enough about eleven. <clears throat> told, but it seems like those are the only two games that, and maybe the missing, um, which I only read briefly about. So it's like those are the only games that really even apply here. I feel like so. We'll go with Florence there. Uh, let's see. This Don't one is one I always. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to because I know you guys would be really excited for. Uh, <clears throat> this is best performance um, by a voice actor. So I already know what you guys are going to say, but I'll go through the list <laughs> anyway. We have Brian Deckert, uh, who did Connor in Detroit Become Human. We have Christopher Judge's Kratos in God of War. Uh, I, I hope I'm saying this right. Melissa. Uh, Melisanti, Melis- yeah. How how is it? You got it. You got it. Okay, uh, Mahut probably Mahut um, as Cassandra in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan in Red Dead Redemption Two, and then Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker in Marvel's Spider Man. Blake, mm. I know where you're going with this. It's got to be Brian Deckard freaking loved Detroit and then not only was his performance fantastic he built this random twitch community slash empire that he now just does and I, I've fallen off the wagon I don't follow him like I used is to but he there still was doing that yeah, yeah he, he, he is totally different and he still things. just plays Detroit or does he do other stuff he mixes he it up Okay. Um, he does. He still does some versions of Detroit, like a specific kind of playthrough. But he also does things like new games that are coming out. He did like Spider Man and God of War and so forth. Um, I don't watch him very much anymore, but I was obsessed for about a good month or two. And of anyone else on this list, single handedly, he left the biggest impact on me as a uh, you know performance this year. Okay, Dakota. Blake is biased. He hasn't even played these other games except Spider Man. Um, yeah, not true. <laughs> but uh i feel like i mean you said yourself game awards are a popularity contest brian decker is the obvious choice to go for so that's what my vote for this is going for if we're talking about best performance overall though melisanthe uh definitely was a way better performer in assassin's creed that's Mm. just because you know how difficult it is to have to portray because you built you make that character in the game you there's no set personality so she has to portray Mm, like potentially three different like this one, ca- <laughs> too excited. <laughs> she has to play like portray this one character in three different ways, which I think is very impressive and talented. My personal vote goes for her, but obviously for points, it's obvious Brian Descartes is going to win. So, are we, what's the prediction here then? Just to Brian, clarify, okay, Brian. Marcos. I'm very biased, and I really, really don't like Detroit Become Human. So. uh... I'll give it to the uh, God of War boy. Yeah, I'm going to go Christopher Judge here as well. Uh, A lot. I, you know, we talked about popularity. Um, I think just that, like that, that boy, like that, that's the thing that just sticks with me. I've played all of these games except, well, I just started Red Dead, so I don't know if that counts. And I, I haven't started Assassin's Creed. No, you've played enough. Yeah, I've I've played played four out of the five. Um. And I trust Dakota's opinion on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but I'm going to go Christopher Judge here. I think uh, that one really stuck with me in a way that voice acting doesn't 
often. And as much as I liked Connor's performance, I felt like it was still kind of robotic -y. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't need to. I mean, he's a robot, right? I, yeah, he is. I, I purposefully. I just, I just know that he is extremely popular, and his face and name is extremely recognizable. So he's probably going to win because of that. There's oh that. Lord. There's that last guardian guy again. You're like mixed in. What? What's the? Uh, what's the? Are you the name? Trico? No, it's not Trico. Yeah, you're Trico. Trico! <laughs> Trico! <laughs> All right, so here's one. Best audio design. Um, we're going to try and hurry this one up, so just just pick your answers and we'll go from there. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Forza Horizon 4, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, or Red Dead Redemption 2, Blake. Oh, man, I'm half and half. I was hoping I would go in the middle. So it's either Red Dead or God of War gotta say audio design i feel like more effort went into creating like or like more creativity had to go into creating god of war but i feel like red dead was more comprehensive from what i've read about both games and what i've seen all right so what's the pick <laughs> can you come back to me at the very yeah, end sure dakota um i have not played any of these games oh, boy. um my You're heart all terrible <laughs> i know my heart and soul says god of i'm just gonna trust god of war sound sound design was yeah, very, audio design was very good. Marcos? Spider-Man. I'm going Red Dead Redemption 2. Blake? All right, fine. God of War. Okay. Next up is best score slash music. Again, my choice for this year is not on the list, unfortunately. But we have yeah. Celeste. We have God of War. Marvel Spider-Man. Nino Cooney. Octopath Traveler. And Red Dead Redemption. Blake, this time you got to go first. All right, Celeste. Easy. Okay. Dakota? God, this is hard because Nino Cooney and Octopath both had such good music. Um, fuck, Marcos is probably going to go with Nino Cooney, so I'll go with Octopath Traveler. Marcos, uh, you took my pick, but Nino Cooney. God of War for me. Okay, best yeah. art direction: Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Redemption Two. We're starting to see a lot of familiar names pop up, aren't we? Yeah. And Return of Oberdin making another appearance. Uh, Dakota, you go first. Um, I haven't played God of War. <laughs> oh, but... you haven't? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, because my, my, well, oh, art direction, huh? Hmm. Fuck. Octopath is on here too, huh? Yeah. Wait, come back to me. Oh, God, Marcus. <laughs> Octopath. Blake? God of War. Dakota? Fuck. Um, um, I've played Octopath, so I'm gonna go with that. You know, I, as badly as I want to say Octopath, uh, or sorry, God of War, I, I literally admired the architecture in that game. I'm going to go Octopath, most unique art design this year, probably. Uh, That's actually what I voted in my personal gaming vote. I just, for the sake of victory, I think that it's God of War. Okay. Best narrative experience. Uh, Detroit, I added the experience. It's just best narrative. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit Become Human, God of War. Life is Strange 2, Episode 1. God, Unbelievable. I hate that so That's not much. even a full narrative arc. That's I know. So bad. <laughs> There's so this many is where, This is where it got me. So bad. Marvel this is where it got me, and it drives me mad. Red so Dead much. Redemption 2. Dakota, this time you got to go first. Fuck. Um, best narrative. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say God of, God of War. Because okay. I'm saving Detroit for the next one. Blake. Detroit. Marcos. God of War. God of War. Easy choice. Uh, okay. Best game direction. A Way Out. Detroit Become Human. God of War. Marvel Spider-Man and Red Dead Redemption 2. We talked a little bit about this. 
I think it's a little weird that Detroit Become Human was nominated here with all of the weird direction um, that we heard about David Cage beforehand. I'll raise my hands and shrug it off for the purposes of the show, though. Marcos, you go first here. Well, yeah. Dakota. P.S. Ben, game direction, we talked about this. This isn't about the director. I know, I know, I know. I have to, for this one, I I'm going to go with Detroit Become Human. It fully embodies best outstanding creative vision and innovation and game direction and design. Okay, Blake. If we're being honest. I, I also took issue with the conflation of director and direction. I know that there's an obvious link there, and I'm not like you, we don't need to get back into that. But <laughs> I'm with Marcos here. A Way Out was like the most innovative game direction I have seen this year. I think A Way Out will win. Uh, people really like Joseph Ferris, especially at the Game Awards. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go with that. Uh, best ongoing game. We have Destiny 2 Forsaken. Why does it? Why can't it just be Destiny 2? I don't, again, I don't understand. Because no one likes Destiny yeah. 2. People like the DLC. Yeah, it's the rebrand. Come on, Ben. Leave them alone. Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, which I believe won last year. Uh, I gotta wait. give it to No Man's Sky. Oh, no Deco- yeah, go ahead, one. Dakota. Yeah. Okay, No Man's Sky. <laughs> Blake will go next. <laughs> Uh, it, I, this is ongoing game week. It's got to be Fortnite. I hate Marcus. It. Yeah, fuck Fortnite. Uh, Destiny too. I'm gonna say No Man's <laughs> Sky here. I'm gonna go with Dakota. Lots of great publicity for Hello Games over the course of this year. It probably should be Fortnite if we're being honest. But I'm gonna no, say No, no Man's shouldn't. Sky. Absolutely not. You're all terrible. I don't think uh, it should be Fortnite. It probably will be. Fortnite, Fortnite has done a. I mean, there is no game that's getting those kind of updates every week, but. If you know, if we're quantifying in terms of like the kind of updates, uh, okay. Every time you and I play Fortnite, you're like, I have to update, right? Yeah, because we play like every other fucking month. Don't give me this shit. We play every week. (laughs) (laughs) All right, game of the year. Let's have a let's have a discussion about this one. I think we can all agree that prop our. I think maybe Marcos uh, is different, but none of our actual game of years are on this list. Um. And we'll be we'll be talking more about Game of the Year on EpiloguGame.com, so you should check that out after uh, the Game Awards has, has come out. I think we'll probably wait a little bit as we all get a chance to play. I know I'm going through Red Dead Redemption 2. Blake probably has some stuff he wants to go through. I think we all oh, have yeah. some, some stuff we want to clear up before the year is over. Um, but the choices at the Game Awards are Assassin's Creed, Odyssey, Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World and Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, I'll start out here so none of you guys have to go first. Um, Thank you. I'm going to go God of War. I think it Red Dead Redemption 2, it's going I think it's between those two. I I think it would be an upset if Marvel Spider-Man wins. I don't really see Monster Hunter World winning. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey probably not. Celeste has an outside shot. I'd say that's probably the third most likely. God of War is is probably the most it's it's the experience that nobody has had a problem, right? Nobody's playing God of War and is like doesn't, you know, come out the not amazed. Uh Red Dead there's a lot of backlash as to its online systems. There's a lot of people saying that it's too slow. It takes a lot of the gameplay elements out of what we've come to expect from games. God of mm. War had a consistent narrative, uh, great art design, great sound design, great score. 
lots of great voice acting. I mean, where did it go wrong, really? So I'll go game uh, for game of the year. I'll go God of War. Blake, you're next. My game of the year is also not on this list, which would also be a way out by Joseph Ferris. I think that that game just absolutely took the cake for most innovation going on. But let's say off this list, my heart goes out to Spider-Man, but the, it the fatal flaw there is that it was only released on Sony. If that was like mm. a multi-platform release, this would be game of the year. No question. That'd be interesting to go back and see if any exclusive titles have won. Because I bet The Last of Us won game of the year. And that Maybe. was Sony exclusive. Yeah, and fair point. Maybe this isn't as successful as, as I'm imagining it to be, but I just found that that was a masterpiece. I sure. did not yeah. play God of War, but I am also going to go with you on God of War because I have not heard a single person say anything subpar about that game whatsoever. Yeah. Cool. Dakota. Okay. As my, I feel like if, if it was any other year, Assassin's Creed Odyssey really could have pulled something home. Uh, in terms of game of the year but like when you're up against god of war and red dead 2 there's no way that's why i was upset we skipped over best action adventure because assassin's creed odyssey definitely took that away mm. but um, don't make that sound at me no, I, 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 <laughs> but i gotta go with god of war i feel like that's like the soup like celeste i'm sorry celeste you and spider-man i guess but mm. god of war is oh and i guess monster hunter that does it no nah. <laughs> so i do want to clarify that if we're talking about exclusivity god of war is also ps4 exclusive it's true oh my god i forgot about that somehow i think like one of the major points in the news is that people were pissed that spider-man wasn't available outside right. of the ps4 but mm -hmm. like no one made a fuss it seemed like about the god of war exclusive because god of war has always, god of been, Sony always been. Yeah, yeah. it's always been exclusive mm -hmm. i never thought about that in this answer so yeah. i don't know if that changes things but anyway okay well, Dakota? I said God of War. Oh, God of War. Okay. Marcos? My personal pick still isn't in here, but yeah, God of War. Easy. Ah, we all pick. Dang. A, the second sweep of the night goes to game of the year. I'm surprised nobody did. I think there's a... Ugh, there's a there's I haven't like finished Red Dead, so I couldn't say. But, you know, this is more about like our overall take as to where the industry is pointing, right? <laughs> I, still, yeah. I, I still think God of War. Okay. That's going to do it for us. That was a mega episode um, <laughs> and we got through that about as quickly as i think we possibly could we'll be back next week and we'll cover um all of this stuff in depth um especially the the announcements the game announcements um then we'll go over some of the things we found a little surprising or whatever we didn't take a break this week so i do want to take a chance to thank all of our patreon sponsors um including our newest members zach marvin samantha seal How's my audio? Chocolate chip pancakes. Uh, let's see. We also have gold tier members: Matt Buchanan, Tina Jameson, Thinks the Dragon Slayer, Draft Josh, Disney Lover for Life, Chocolate Chip Pancakes, and X Creations. Those are all gold tier gold tier members or above. Uh, you can become a Patreon member for as little as one dollar a month over at Patreon.com/slash/epilogue/gaming. Hopefully, this episode is delivered overnight today. So you guys should be able to listen to it uh, on Thursday morning. Um, so if you get to this before the Game Awards, then great. If you get to it afterwards, then you can see how right or wrong we were <laughs> about um, some of our predictions. But uh, we'll be back next week. Blake, thanks for joining us this week. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks yeah. for letting me wedge myself in. <laughs> yeah, of course. And Dakota and Marcos, as always. Uh, let me give everybody an opportunity to... Um, 
say where you can find us. We'll start with Marcos. Um, where can people find you on social media? Are you working on anything you want people to know about? Uh, Twitter, Twinkie537. I'm the cute one. Uh, I'm currently working on trying to talk about dicks on the website. Oh, is that really? the? You're trying to coerce me into publishing that. Yeah, I mean, it started off as like weapons, but then I realized just how many penises are in video games as weapons. God. There's yeah. really a game, okay. isn't General Jousting? Yeah, General Jousting's a big one. I give that to you, Ben. <laughs> you remember that? I didn't play it. It's okay. You don't have There's to tell a lot of games, dude. There's a lot of them. Dakota, where can people find you? Are you working on anything? Streaming anything? Um, I you can find me at the Empress at twitter.com, but there's a three in there somewhere, so you gotta look for it. Or Spygena at twitch.com. Wednesdays are usually my days to do long streams. Other other days it's very short because I gotta work. Blake. I am Ludo Narrative FM on Twitter, Ludo FM on Twitch. What I've got coming in the pipeline is basically I'm involved in some kind of article for the website on Epilogue Games pretty much every week until the new year. We are doing a 24-hour stream on December 28th with the whole community involved. And then in January, the Ludo Narrative podcast is coming back in full force. So a lot coming at you for me. Great. I'm excited for all of that. Uh, I just wrote a three and out for Far Loan Sales which is probably my game of the year, not to spoil it. Um, that's a game that I really liked and got to a little later than I probably should have. Uh, I'll have that up on Epilogue soon. I also have an article coming up about um, some industry stuff in regards to Sony bailing from E3. And you can find me on twitch.tv slash Benjamin10. I'll be playing uh, Smash Bros. And of course, if you'd like, I will be live broadcasting the Game Awards tomorrow for the Epilogue community, um, and we'll be in Ooh. there talking about it. So that'll be fun, and uh, come join us there. All right, I think that's it. So thanks, everybody, for joining us this week. We will see you next next week. <laughs> <laughs>